Okay, welcome back to Dwarf Stars and Dreadnoughts, the space-based RPG where I am your dungeon maestro and host. Last we left off, you guys had been fooliganed by the demon ascendant prince, Harlan Maxillus. You made your way back to HQ, got paid, made a report, tried to have a friendly sleepover that is already turning out super bad. Um... Candle asked an, in- an innocent question, assuming that Cleria and Adari were already dating, and Cleria panicked and fled. What would you like to do? Shannon, do you want to take the lead? Hold on a second. <laughs> Her giggle box is still broken. She's having <laughs> technical issues. <laughs> Wait, Shannon, all you have to do is not laugh. Just don't laugh, Shannon. <laughs> Shannon, you can do it. Don't laugh. Shannon. Don't do it. Don't do it. Underpants. Don't fucking like, laugh, Shannon. Turn it on. Asleep, don't. Just not Get it together. Stop don't it. do it. Hold it in. Oh. Shannon, don't fuck this up now. <laughs> don't blow this for us. Come on. Hair pressure, do Shannon. Not. Hair pressure. Oh. Oh. Hold on. I gotta get serious. <laughs> uh huh. I hate you all. I hate you all. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> we love you. Yeah, all right. Love you too. <sighs> hmm. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to go after Cleria and just like get up and book it out the door to try and catch up with her. As the door slides closed, you faintly hear the of another pot- bottle of wine opening. Hey, then grab it. <laughs> so, Radira, you're running down the hallway. Uh, when you come into the when you uh, exit the apartment building, the hallway goes left and right. Make a perception check. Fuck. Okay. Okay. Hold on. You're gonna have like... to follow her trail of tears. Is that what's happening right now? Oh, True it's okay. Love it's okay. My, my perception's really good. That was not really good. Fuck. Um, that's a ten. Oof. I rolled a, a ten. You hear a shattering noise from the left side, and you look over and you see a broken potted plant. <gasps> Charles, no! I will run to the left where I see the plant. Okay, you come up to a four-way intersection. Go ahead and make another perception check. Oh, that didn't even land in my box. Better, but not great. Twelve. With the twelve, let me roll again. With the twelve, you actually see another potted plant lifting up into the air and it's kind of like wobbling and wobbling and then it falls and shatters across the floor and you see turning around the corner on the right side uh, a whiff of silvery gold hair. I follow the hair scooping up the poor little plant. Are you taking the time to scoop up the plant or are you just Grabbing it and running with it in your arms. I'm just grabbing and running. Poor Dolores. <laughs> okay. 
I'm going to say go ahead and make an athletics check. Fuck. Okay, hold on. I'm not rolling you. You're, Just to see well, how fast you can go in comparison. Is this my plant-based die? No, it is not. Where is that? Hold, please. I you can also do acrobatics. Me. Acrobatics if you prefer. Okay. Plant-based die. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. So you said athletics or acrobatics? Mm-hmm. They are both a plus three, so that is a 21. Oh, you could easily catch up. But as soon as you get within about 10 feet of her, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Fuck. Okay. Um, do I attempt this with this? A constitu- Oh, God. This is going to go bad. This is going to go bad. Mm. That's a four. A oh, four. four. You're bolting down the hallway and you're gaining on her very, very steadily. She seems to be pretty panicked and doesn't seem to be like aware of where she's going. So she stops a lot. She looks around a lot. And just as soon as you're able to start reaching out to grab her arm and stop her, your feet start to lift off the floor and you start to float up towards the ceiling. Clearia? 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 And I'm, like, scrabbling to try to stop myself from floating upwards. When you say her name, she she immediately whips around and sees you there, seems extra panicked, and then puts her hands over her face so you can't see it, and you drop to the ground. You take two points of bludgeoning damage as you crash to the floor. The plant's still in your arms. Poor me and Dolores. So I will scramble up. Plant still in hand because I'm that person. Put the one hand on her shoulder a la into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> and then pull her into a hug. The whole time... Kind of Hold her for a time as you get close to her and you pull her into a hug. Her hands are still over her face, completely shielding her mouth, her nose, her eyes, but you can hear her chanting, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. It's all right, it's all right. Breathe in, breathe out. You You hear a draw of breath in between her hands. And it comes out shakily. She's trying, though. Ow, it hurts. I'll just hold for a minute. Just kind of let her regain herself just a little bit. Kind of give her the the comforting aspect of a plant and me. (laughs) You're getting dirt all over the book. You, but it's fine. She's only shaking very gently in your arms. She doesn't hug you back. That's alright. I don't need a hug back. <laughs> um, and once she, she's kind of more of in a calm state, I'll pull away and just kind of look at her and kind of check her out, make sure nothing's broken, nobody's hurt, she's not hurt, you know, do the like glance over kind of thing. You, as you pull away, her hands lower her from her face, but she doesn't meet your eyes. She's looking 
pretty much everywhere else but, but you. Me. Predominantly down at the floor, and you can kind of hear the gentle tink of a bunch of potted plants all around you, gently rattling against the floor. Oh, poor babies. I'll take a deep breath and kind of like bend a little bit to try to catch her eye. Even when you try, she like forcibly like turns her head away and she says, I'm sorry. It's all right. Um, did, did you know that I used to be in love with my best friend too? She glances at you quickly out of the corner of your, her eye and then looks away again. But her head is turned slightly more towards you. It, it was something that I thought was going to be alright when I was younger. But um, he didn't feel the same way. At least I don't think he did. Did you ever ask? No. I just kind of let it sit for a while. And, and before I could really tell him, I was leaving and then coming here and experiencing new things and... I'm not sure about anything anymore. I have a feeling you're kind of the same way. Did you? She she looks like she's having a really hard time getting the words out, but she's trying very hard. Did, did, did you think that it was unfair? Is that why you never asked him? We were in different places in life. Um, you know, he was the son of someone who would be, he'd be more important than, than I would. And it just, it didn't seem like we'd line up later in life. She looks at you full on now, finally meeting your eyes. And she says, it would never work. But it doesn't hurt to try. At least you could could remedy I, my own mistake. I can't. I'm not I'm not good enough for her. Look at I me. I never will be. And I take her face now smearing dirt on the one side as I still hold this stupid plant. Because I can't drop Dolores. You are good enough. I don't care what you think. You are definitely good enough for anyone you set your mind to. And I'll prove it at some point, even if you don't believe me now. You... She takes... She raises her hand and takes one of yours and lowers it back down to your side and... She's still holding your hand very gently. Her hands are still shaking in yours and her eyes kind of drift back towards the ground and she says, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Did you I... miss the part that I tell you 
where I'm going to make sure you know it at some point, whether it's today or tomorrow or 10 years in the future. She shuts her eyes really tight, and you can feel that she's starting to shake again all over, not just in her hands. And she says, there's so many things I can't tell you. I'm sorry. We all have things. She's beginning to cry again, just a little bit, just a single tear. I wrap her in a hug again. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I I can't. You don't have to come back. I just want you to know that none of us are mad at you. That seems to reassure her. She finally hugs you back. And then, after a brief moment, she pulls away and wipes at her eyes and she says, I'm sorry, but I have to go home. I'll nod and quickly druid craft a small little flower and tuck it behind her ear. Just to kind of like, there, I'm sorry, kind of thing. Like, I'm sorry this night didn't go well. She looks at the flower and you can see just the barest twinge of a shaky smile. And she turns her eyes to you and tries to give you a smile. And she says, thank you. You can always talk to me if if you need to. She looks down at the ground and then up to you and says, I have to go now. All right, that's fine. I'm going to be gone for a couple days. I'm going to see my maman at home. All right, I'll I'll let everyone else know that you you'll be taking a couple of days. She nods, shaky. Thank you. Absolutely, and I give her another hug. Good night, Radia. Good night, Clearia. She turns away, and when you look around you as she begins to walk down the hall, a little more aware of where she's going now, you notice that all the plants that were rattling before have stopped. I'll I'll pat a couple of the closer plants, and as I walk back, I'll pick up poor Charles too so I walk in with just two (laughs) two dirt (laughs) two piles of dirt and two plants everyone else has like almost almost (laughs) empty glasses of wine now I feel like we would have been like okay so the fuck to uh yeah Candle would have, as soon as they ran out the door, popped popped the uh, cork out of the wine glass, poured some wine for everybody, and then just started drinking directly out of it. <sighs> Leans down, looks over at Andari, and it's just like, okay, you got to spill the deets. The fuck? I thought you were a thing. I'm, wh- no. What? I'm I, sorry. 
it's it's okay. It isn't your fault. I mean, necessarily. I can see how you would think that. I mean, I... You know. Honestly, no, I don't know at all. I never understood the thing. Like... Like relationships, I don't get it. It's 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 weird. But if you two are doing, like, I would approve. I would I would be supportive of all of you doing whatever you want with whoever you want to be with. I don't get it, and that's why I'm asking. I, it's complicated. She wipes her hands over her face and kind of does that thing where they like pull down their lower eyelids, and she's like, I've known Cleria for a very long time and I have loved her for a very long time but as much as Cleria finds romance and everything to be very intriguing in books and shows and movies and she says that it's what she wants for her life she has never spoken to me about liking anyone well that's fair i guess um i don't think she's a romantic per se i think she's just scared and i can i've known her for seven or eight years now and i still don't know about what Well, if anybody's going to get to the bottom of it, I'm sure it'll be you, Andari. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think... I think she's just... I don't know. I wish I did, you know, because then she wouldn't have to feel so scared all the time. And I don't want her to feel scared. I want her to be happy, whether it's with me or someone else. You know? Have you ever told her that? Maybe not with the I love you part attached, but with everything else, yes. That would be a scary step, wouldn't it? Um. Uh, she's... She's my best friend. I don't want to ruin that if she doesn't feel the same way, you know? That's understandable. It really is. No one wants to lose a friend. Well, uh, <sighs> here, have some more wine. And if there's ever a situation where I can uh, put my foot in my mouth again, I am so happy to help. <laughs> I know exactly where to call you and how to find you. I know where you live. She clinks glasses with you and happily accepts the wine. And we are drinking that down as Shannon opens the door. As Radira opens the door. Sorry. Andari raises a glass to you, Radira. I'm just going to walk in, 
and sit down with my plants. <laughs> Andari points and gives you a quizzical look. Cleria had to go visit her mama, so and she she forgot. So Andari's she... mouth like snaps shut, and she's like, "You know, her mother has been dead for about five years now, right?" One thing after the other, y'all. Wow. <laughs> do do none of you ever watch the news? To be fair, I am from a place where we don't really talk to outsiders. I just kind of hitch up the plants a little bit, like I'm cuddling them close, like, oh, fuck. She squints at you and then looks at Hayden and is like, okay, well, you two I could understand, but none of the rest of you ever look at the news? Ever? You have wristwatches. Sorry, I'm kind of fucking stupid. Uh, I forget that the news exists. Sometimes can, I do too. I am you can sorry. look it up at any time. What am I looking up? And I pull up like eight different news sites, and they're some of them are talking about like a uh, 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 yarn and like a uh, 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 felt cloth cloth <laughs> news site. <laughs> Like, Candle follows a lot of <laughs> follows a lot of sewing blogs. Candle be researching textiles. Yeah, big into that knitting scene. Listen, don't look at me like that. I have done that. Leave me alone. Okay, I want you to look up right now, Doctor Thera Aliseron, and tell me what you find. There is no way that none of you know this name. I, I put I put it on the I put it on the main screen on the wall so all of us can see it. Alex still groggily confused as to what has happened for the past two months. Anyone who would <laughs> like to before Candle brings up this information can make a history check. Can I do it at disadvantage for fun? Yes, Rivera, you may also do it at disadvantage for fun. I mean, I'm as bad as disadvantage as it gets. I rolled a six. I got two. Wait, are you even Are there? you sure? Because I got a natural one, baby. Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we rolling? History. 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 I got a 15. I have, wait, do I have the highest one? And I definitely don't yes, know. Yes, you, you, you did get the highest roll. And I definitely don't know. Radira, you've heard the name before, and you've heard it mentioned in regards to, like, robotics and engineering and like the port scanners and AI and stuff but you're really like you're pretty sure she was a scientist but meh. plants candle right away you get millions and millions of search result matches and the first one that comes up is the in universe equivalent to wikipedia dr thera elisa ron renowned scientist and engineer. To give you a quick summary, she's basically the Tony Stark of this universe. You click on her Wikipedia page and it goes on for miles. Uh, previous to the 
the uh, AI exile. She was a very, very famous researcher for AI and AI rights and all of this kind of other stuff. She invented... um, So previous to her work, a lot of the clips that are used for weapons and drive cores for ships were not nearly as powerful. She quadrupled their power and their capacity. Um, she was instrumental in like these huge swaths of research and scientific endeavors going forward. Um, she passed away about five years ago um, from a severe autoimmune disease that is hereditary. And yep, she has one daughter that is listed, which is Dr. Cleria Elisa Ron, renowned astronomer. So, the closest candle would have recognized this name are portrayals of her in movies. Definitely. Yeah, that, that's the closest. Um, she was never much to be interviewed, but there are documentaries about her that is taken from information of the people that knew her. Um, so... She would never do interviews herself. A lot of the information comes secondhand. But it seems pretty consistent throughout. And she definitely passed away five years ago. Uh, her Eliseron Industries, uh, which was one of the biggest AI robotics and engineering companies in the universe, was passed down to Cleria, who is the current CEO. One second, sorry, I need to make an intelligence check. Uh, I don't know if a 13 is good enough for Candle. You said she was working on AI, right? Yes. And and Cleria is- Before the AI exile. Yeah. Once the once the AIA happened, however, and um, and AI were exiled or otherwise destroyed, she actually developed the port scanners that scan for AI life forms and detect AI drive cores to better protect ports. So anywhere you go, you walk past a little scanner. You know, like those little scanners at the library. And you never really think of them or what they do, but they're there to detect AI. Charlie, can I whisper to you really quick? Yes. Okay, okay. So, Candle's scrolling through this thing, and he's looking at the thing on the wall, and he look, turns around and looks at everybody else, and he's just like, she worked on AI, right? I, she, she's the most intelligent person, basically, in our universe, right? Andari nods and is like, she was also a very lovely person. Made really good orange juice. So, what's, what would have stopped her from upload... Up, uh, Andari, come here. And Candle yes. walks over and whispers in her ear. What, what would have stopped her from uploading her consciousness into an AI so that she could continue to look over Cleria. Andari, okay, I'm going to upload 
a reaction image in the chat for re uh, for Andari's <laughs> face right now. Is it the Please Pikachu? Pikachu? Is it the Pikachu? Oh man! This may or may not be land landmine number three. Everybody, <laughs> it's the screaming cat lady. Ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she kind of does that. Well, nah. nah. Wait. Mm -mm. <laughs> Perfect. Anari kind of goes through that magnificent facial journey and then kind of says, Well, I don't think so. I've been to their house a few times since Thera has passed away, and Thera's buried out in the backyard. What? It's kind of. What? What? I'm. Think oh. about what you just said. I'm, Think about I'm sorry. Okay, okay, okay. Thera's parents were farmers. They grew clementines. So Thera inherited the house and kept it all her life. She never, she never upgraded it. She, she, I mean, she kept it, you know, uh, new and nice inside, but it was always sort of rustic. Not exactly what you'd expect from a multi- billionaire heiress of a company uh, so when she passed away her, in her will she asked that she be buried out with the clementine trees that's where she is interesting if but, she was some sort of AI intelligence it would very much surprised me. Thera's disease, um, Caparel syndrome, it, she had it for a long time, and by the time that she passed away, she seemed very happy to let go. Not happy to let go of Thera, but happy to let go of the rest of it. So I don't, it's possible, I suppose, but it would surprise me. That's fair. That's fair. Honestly, that that's what I don't know why that's the first thing that popped into my head. Um, yeah, that does sound like a surprise. I don't. I don't want to dig into her life unless she trusts us to tell us, you know. And like, you're the most trustworthy to her. I would assume. Uh, I hope so. We've been best friends for years now. She doesn't... Well, I'm not going to lie. She doesn't have any other friends. Well, if she has a secret like that and she can't even tell you, she has to be... has to be tearing her up inside. To not have her mother around? Is that what you're asking? It's... Not quite... Either way, she must. She's obviously having a very difficult time. But uh, honestly, I can, I don't think I can help from any personal experience. What do you I'll, mean? I. 
Listen, Andari, you and Cleria are closer to a relationship than I've ever been in my life. Okay. So I don't think I can help with that part. And the best I can do is uh, point us all back towards games. Or disappear. That's okay, Candle. She puts a hand on your shoulder and gives you a little squeeze. Thanks for trying. Candle pats the hand. It's just like, you're welcome, maybe? Yeah. Radira's back. Do you need bowls for your plants? Uh, I might need some sort of pot, but I'll, I'll figure out something for, for Charles and Dolores at some point. <laughs> we just pull out a couple mixing bowls out of the cabinets and just slide them across the ground. Here. Hey, I use those. <laughs> They'll wash. It's I mean, just a moment. And I lovingly put my plants into the bowls. Hey, then has paid attention to nothing, has been trying to eat the charcuterie board by tossing stuff up and catch it in her mouth. So. <laughs> Snacks. Yes. Food. I've been inhaling that for the most part. Did did Alex hear me messing around in the kitchen and come out of his room? Just what in the fuck are you doing, Candle? Alex has been sort of groggy this entire time, just like not really processing what's happening around him. He doesn't he's know just... he's in the middle of girls' night. No, he kind of just walks <laughs> out in his PJs, just like, what is happening? <laughs> Alex doing the right thing with our break and actually taking a break. Eh, it wasn't it wasn't my plan, but you know. <laughs> but yeah, he's just gonna walk out very confused and be like, Candle, what are you doing with my mixing bowls? I don't have your mixing bowls, Radira does. I sit stock still with my plants in the mixing bowls. I just look at the plants in the bowls and I'm just like, alright, you know what? <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> it's cool. Charlie, how do you move on from this? If you'd like, I can just kind of whoosh you away into the next morning. Yes, please. (laughs) The mood, (laughs) it has been killed. Can we fix the mood in that whoosh? Yeah, that's (laughs) such a downer. That's so sad. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll go like this. You guys... Do you want to ask Andari anything else about Clearia and her mom before I move you guys on? Where do Andari, where does Clearia live? I have to ask. Well, she has an apartment here on the station, but she inherited the Clementine farm. And where is that? Let's see. It's on Anasutha. Clarius mom was a full-blood elf. Any other questions? Does it say... uh, uh, Clarius mom, does it give her age? Like, her birth year and her death year? If I had my notebook, I could give you an accurate answer. Curious mom only lived to about what is considered middle-aged for elves. 
just a just a little bit shy of like middle aged. So the probably the human equivalent of like born two. She really wasn't old. Yeah. I mean, Andari knew her, so she does the personality type, but that feels young for somebody who has so much to do. It definitely was. It was an autoimmune disease. You know, funny thing. Um, the uh, Caparel syndrome actually first attacks uh, reproductive organs. And Cleria was a miracle baby. Can you believe that? That is astounding. Yep. She's so cute in her baby pictures. If we ever go there, I'll show you. I know you're not trying to do this, Charlie, but you're making... Out of character, you're making me so suspicious of Cleria and her mom, and I can't help it. I'm not suspicious, but I'm just kind of like, bitch. That mansion has to be like the Casper mansion. There's like a whole lab in the basement that you have to get through Back after yet. pulling one, like, pull the lever trunk. It's a farmhouse. Nice. I can vibe <laughs> with that. Well, but is it really just a farmhouse? With a mystery basement. It's a farmhouse. <laughs> these, sim these simple homes we got going on. I'm just having that, like, ooh, this is the story. It's too familiar to me. You guys are always so suspicious. I was giving you Cleria's baby pictures. Okay, no, I'm, I'm sorry. To try and you're lighten the mood. You're suspicious okay. of the shit you pulled the last couple games? I was gonna say, yeah. We're, we're overly suspicious. I'm not being suspicious. I was definitely trying to lighten the mood with baby pictures. I'm just having that, like, <laughs> awkward, like, oh shit, I know this story. Is my story? All of our characters are just pointing weapons at every because I technically told you the first time you met Claria. You did. This because is fair. Because Barthamir knew who uh, Thera was. And if only we had Barthamir here. But he's not, because it is Girls' Night plus Candle and now plus Alex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Charlie. I'm yes. gonna try and run with your baby pictures to save the night. And I'm just <laughs> Do like, it. Baby pictures? Well, that sounds yes. entertaining. I know everybody has pictures posted online except for maybe you two. And hey. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a little bit offended about that. I'm also offended and I glare as I eat more cheese. I'm just worried that Candle's gonna find my baby pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it candle goes and pulls up on the center screen and she's like, I guess I'll go first. Goes to like way back in time on parents' online pages, just like baby pictures, puts them up, and then starts searching. And you see on the other side of the screen, half of it's baby pictures of candle, and the other half is just like, Alex didn't want me to find him. I'm going to go searching. Can What's I go tackle? I want to tackle Candle, please. <laughs> What's your last name, Alex? As I'm not telling Candle. you. <laughs> Running around the room. Candle, like... Candle, make number one an intelligence check to hack past basic security features so that you could see someone who's not your friend's photos. Oh, they're not friends. <laughs> no, like no, his, parents. Parents. No, his parents. He's oh. tagged in them. 
I think all I have to do is message his parents and be like, hey, can I see baby pictures of Alex? But that's okay. I'm you don't not know friends my dad. With Charlie's mom. Also, like, <laughs> how public is their profile? That's fair. Okay, what um, am I rolling? Intelligence. I also oh, just oh, happen okay. to have baby photos of myself on my Facebook page, so. Throw, throwback Thursday, baby. For intelligence. Literally, throwback Thursday to baby. <laughs> yeah. Babies. I rolled a two, so I got an unnatural one. <laughs> Good. Oh, buddy. <laughs> so I'm just at just swiping through their profile pictures that are public, and I'm just like, I can't find anything. Now make an acrobatics or athletics check, and Alex, do the same. Oh god, we have devolved into bad things. <laughs> Feast and famine over 22. here. Uh, natural 20, <laughs> acrobatics is gonna be 27. Damn. Candle, you don't get time to start your hack. As soon as you pull up Alex's parents' like Facebook equivalent, Alex tries to tackle you and you nimbly roll out of the way and you just like roll all the way across the living room and you're like, ha! But also you didn't get anywhere with your attempted hack. Can I can, quotations? Dungeon master, can I land straight into the charcuterie? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you you land right in the charcuterie. Delicious. We Does just want to kick a plant. I want to know. Why not? <laughs> you. There I got a natural plants. twenty, bud. I'm not talking about you, bud. There are two people in this mess. I mean, I guess not, unless Candle was sitting right next to you. Oh, you think that those are the only plants in the living room? Oh, both, shit. Both Alex and Candle are pretty nimble, so I'd say they probably wouldn't kick any plants that you're holding. I was purposefully targeting the charcuterie, though, let's just say that. <laughs> he just wanted the cheese. Hayden glares at Alex, like, how dare you offend me like this? There's a piece of meat in my mouth as I smile at you. <laughs> Not impressed. Okay, who else has baby pictures? Adar goes, well, everyone, I imagine. Do you want to see mine? <gasps> Absolutely. Yes. She immediately like pulls up a screen from her wristwatch and starts like frantically scrolling through her pictures and she pulls up one. It's uh, a human man and her and she's like barely comes up to his hips and she's wearing the longest dress and it is a shiny gold shimmery dress she's wearing really heavy jewelry and the dress is like obviously made for an adult woman so it just like hangs off her and she's her little pink face is like brightly smiling and she's holding her dad's hand that is adorable <laughs> and and i asked her to put it up on the screen on the other side so you have her adorable in the dress posed with the dad and on the other side you just have a 
feral fucking tabaxi like half falling out of a tree (laughs) (laughs) it's a it's a dichotomy that's for sure big sword in the hand screaming She's like, this is my favorite one because you can tell my fashion sense started early. That is a very lovely dress. It is. It is. Do you still have it? No, it was my mother's. But I do have several dresses that are kind of like it. And Candle just takes a close look at it. And are you going to make your own intelligence check to try and remember the dress later you can remember the dress okay just looking at details just like well it just in candle's head i have a project now okay spoilers i'm gonna make the dress charlie <laughs> yeah that's what i figured you were gonna say for you or andari for Andari! Oh, I was hoping you would just say yes. Why not both? Yeah, I was like, mm, make two. <laughs> well, actually, I might. Thanks. So the night sort of continues on like that. Andari shows you some more of her baby photos. Even when she was little, she had a very strong fashion sense. Her dad is pretty plain looking, and he appears in most of the photos. Um, occasionally, you see her with friends and like up to probably, like, age 12, she's in, like, really fancy dress a lot of the time, despite being in, like, basic school photos or, like, out at the pool. Like, she's always, like, she's on point. I love her. It passes like that for a good chunk of time, and then on into the morning, you guys all wake up. Andari is the first to leave. She waves goodbye at everyone. And thanks you for inviting her and that she had a very good time. Bitch is lying, Um, but I'll take it anyway. (laughs) Dea also leaves with Andari and they actually go off in the same direction together, chatting for a little bit. She also thanks you for inviting her. She, for the rest of the night, she had a pretty good time. I tried. We salvaged it. Be happy. You salvaged it. You took that in that I gave you when I told you it wasn't in. Listen, I dived into a charcuterie board for this. That's true. We we will give you a golden star on your sticker chart for that. Thank you. I'm going to cash that in at some point. <laughs> You're welcome. Alex, who can do no wrong, rolls into the charcuterie board. Listen, was that wrong? No. Still exactly. couldn't even remember that. Just be aware. <laughs> At some point, I messaged Alex's parents, and I'm just like, "Hey, I work with Alex, and we need his baby photos just for fun." Hey, hey, hey! I'm you gonna don't know this. My dad's and be like, "Don't trust this random message." It's a Nigerian scam. <laughs> I will send them baby photos. I will send them a selfie photo of the sleepover. Including Alex in the background, buried in the charcuterie board. No, 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 no. See, this is the thing, though. This is the ultimate plan, though, because they will not believe that is me. (laughs) (laughs) Alex is a good kid. He can do no wrong. Laying in the middle of a charcuterie board. It was 100% worth it. (laughs) 
Oh, girls' night. Well done. And uh, when we finally do go to sleep, Candle's absolutely napping in the center of all of those massive pillows. That's fair. I'm curled up around two plants. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta protect my babies. Haven, in the morning, you get a phone call. <gasps> Do I struggle to realize how to answer it? Yes, I think I've probably. figured it out. Maybe. I think I figured it out at this point. I've been called. Can enough. I be awake for this? No, none of you are awake. Shush. Fuck. But if it's, it's early, pretty, I love it's, it's pretty early in the morning. It's just after Andari and Dea leap. And they leave pretty early because, you know, when you sleep on the floor of somebody's house, it's like that. It'd be like that. It'd be like that. Um, it was a call from Art. <gasps> I answer it, of course. You pick up and immediately he's like, Hey then, I see you learned how to pick up the phone. That's awesome. Hey, it took a few yeah, <laughs> tries. I, uh, yeah, so what's going on? Um, I just wanted to make sure that you got the, the taxi ticket that we sent you. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Got it. Okay. Explained good. how that worked. Somebody else helped me. We're good. We're good. Oh, okay. So uh, you know where to go? I believe so. I think my other teammates may be escorting me just to make sure I get there on time. Because, you know, <laughs> it's always fun. You can practically hear his eyes lighting up when he asks, Are you bringing them with you? D- do you want me to? I know mom would say no, but you totally should. <laughs> oh, should be interesting. It's not like your mother wouldn't hate me anymore. Sure, yeah. If they want to go, I'll bring them. For sure. Yes! Yes, okay, you guys are definitely on my team, though. We're gonna, like, uh, kick everybody else's butts. Of course. Was there any real other option? No, never. Yes. Okay, okay. okay. I just wanted to make sure that you got that. And also, what... Was with those messages that you sent me like a week ago or whatever. I oh. forgot to ask you about them <laughs> earlier, but uh, panic. Some poor uh <laughs> decisions and opportunities and situations arose, and I sort of uh, well, panicked, I suppose. What? What? It's fine. Everything's fine now. Time at the time, not so much, but we're fine now. I okay. promise not to do it again. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you can always tell me if things are not going you're right, you know. Oh, I, mean, I know, I know you're there for me, boyo. It's fine, just okay. uh, <laughs> yeah, last minute panic. I know, I just wanted to make sure because you're my best friend, you know, and I miss you a lot. I miss you too, kiddo. It's, I, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I just wanted to make sure, because, you know, last time my excitement kind of, like, got a hold of me and I forgot to ask, and then I felt really bad. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, no, it's fine. Everything's fine, I promise. Okay. If you promise, then I believe you. Good man. Okay, well, that, that's all. I'm, I'm gonna, I gotta go to school now. But I just wanted to check in before I did. 
It's fine. I had a, oh, a slumber party or something. You had a slumber party? Apparently. How'd it go? <laughs> well, uh, fine, I suppose. Saw some very interesting uh, childhood pictures of people that I didn't really need to see. But like, uh, like they were interesting. Baby photos? Ah, uh, yes, that. They were looking oh. them up. Oh god, I would be so embarrassed. And I think I stuck my foot in a toilet at one point for game you what? purposes. <laughs> what is it? That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was interesting, to say the least. But uh, yeah, so I'll 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 get them to come. I will. Should I, shall I demand gifts from the lot? Uh, can you? Of course I can. Oh my god, that would be so cool. Okay. okay. I'll handle it. They okay. shall escort me and they shall participate if they can come. In the background, you hear a, a feminine voice saying, Arthur Florian, if you don't come downstairs right now, you are going to be in big trouble. And then Artie says, Okay, okay, I, I, I gotta go. That's mom. But mm, I... I can tell. <laughs> uh, yeah, she doesn't change. School. <laughs> anyway, bye, Hayden. I love bye you. Bye. Love you too, Ducky. Okay. <laughs> bye. Bye. And he finally hangs up. I eventually figure out I had to hang up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is anybody else awake? <laughs> Have they been listening in or are they asleep? Can I, I like, um... pretend to be sleeping and like have the blanket over top of half my face? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> like, but I just but, like inside up. your sleeping bag, you're like vibrating internally yes. with glee. Yes. I glare. I'm just that gonna sit anything. straight up and be like, "So, when are we going?" The date of the dumb ticket, which I think is another week. Yep, it's in a week. Okay. I lean Ooh. up, and I'm like, "I have the perfect idea for a gift. I'll get it for. I'll get it, and I'll be back to meet you all." After I leave the space station. Because I think that's like today, right? Oh yeah, aren't you going Your camping? Yeah, trip thing. Camping? Yep, I'm going camping. Uh, Kendall has a very busy cool. life. But we'll be back in time for us to uh, meet you on that taxi. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where are you going? Um, The mountains. Which ones? The, the Draconic Planet Mountains. <laughs> Oh, I've been there. Tanix. Tanix, thank you. We're going to Tanix, and we're going to go camping, and I'm going to work on my, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to, it's training, because it's training. <laughs> Alex Are is already laughing? giving Candle, like, Alex is giving Candle, like, those squinty eyes, just like, okay. I'm 100% serious. Like, I need to get better. Okay. For some reason, these ones over here think I'm trying to flirt with somebody, and I don't get it. <laughs> Who exactly are you pointing to there? I'm you too busy asking Haven. Like, does he like plants? What does he like? What can I get him for his birthday? Oh yeah, yeah. Right here is just grilling me on what to get already. We haven't been paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pointing at Haven and Radira. 
But yeah, I'm going with Swift One, Swift Runner, and her brother. It's gonna be great. Hmm. <laughs> kind of want to see. Would it be too much if I came with you? I think it's fine. I mentioned that some of the party might come, right? I mentioned that Charlie and Swift Runner didn't mind. Yep. Yeah, I, I mentioned it. I'm all prepped. I've got my bag. How soon can you be prepped? Give me like 10 minutes. I really want to go see Tannix again. It's been a long time. That's fucking cool, bud. I love that you have a bug out bag ready. Yeah. <laughs> military people. They're like Listen, that. I'm prepared. I was going to say, I'm that's prepared. military people for you. Hello, father. Emergency kit always ready, but you know. Yeah. Okay, within 10 minutes, you're ready to go, Alex. <laughs> nice. Can we make a quick stop at customs before we leave, though? Yeah, what do you need to pick up? I need a whip. Cool. Like, requisitions? Yeah, requisitions. I'm go not bringing it. any Demon, weapons. I still have to go visit the director. At most, oh, no, I'm not going to go see the director. I yeah, just, I... um, this has been something I've been wanting to square away for the past two months and I haven't been able to play, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want a whip also to fashion the chain of return healing to it. Solid. You want and a Castlevania so Morningstar much... whip? Basically, yeah. Fuck yeah. But yeah, you could roll up to requisitions. Um, when you roll in, Drake is not there, but there oh. is a gnomish fellow sitting at the desk next to his, and when you walk up, he's like, oh, I see. Are you here for Drake? Yeah, where is he? Oh, he's out today. You know, days off and all. Fair enough. Can I help enough. you with anything? Yeah, I'd like to... Um... Get, purchase a whip, and I take out the chain of return healing, and I set it on the table. And I'd like you to fashion this to it, please. Oh, easily, easily. It'll be about two gold for the whip. Sounds good. And I hand over two gold. Okay. He claps his hands together after drawing some runic symbols in the air, and when he stretches them back out, the whip appears between them. He grabs the handle with one hand at the end and hands it out to you and then reaches over, grabs the chain of return healing and wraps it around the handle just below his hand and hands it back to you and says, give it about an hour. It'll be good to go. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Of course. My pleasure. Have a good one. You too. I walk off. You now have a whip. By the way, it does 1d4 slashing damage, has finesse and reach. Sweet. Thank you. Of course. Gonna finesse him. Hell yeah. Anything else you guys would like to do before you meet up with Swift Runner? Candle's probably already at the station where they're gonna leave, just kind of like bouncing and waiting for people to show up. Did you tell Alex where to meet you? <laughs> you get a very sudden call from Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Opens it. Hi, how's it going? 
<laughs> I'm running with the whip in my hand. Kittle, where the fuck am I going? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have a whip? We're going on a hike, not a fight. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Gotta be prepared for anything, you know? Now, where are we going? And I'm, like, running back from requisitions. <laughs> Alright, so we're waiting on the outbound... I'm waiting on the outbound gate 37C. Uh, it's about three floors down on the, oh, port side of the station. Are you telling him the truth? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Then yes, you're telling him the truth. I just made that shit up. I don't know if it's accurate with how you want the ship to be. No, it's good. There are, (laughs) there is like an inbound, outbound station. Only, only the work ships go in through the loops and up into the docking bay. Everything else comes in through transit in and out the sides of the ship. Awesome. Then the yeah. Alright, I'm gonna bolt over there. On okay. oh, my sick light up Healy shoes. Hell yeah. That's gonna be so fun going through the wilderness. You've got like cyberpunk skates and like an Indiana Jones vibe. Great. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely a clash, but it's cool. Listen, I'm all about the clash. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Your bandana flowing in the wind behind you. It's a headband, but yeah. Amazing. Sorry. I'm going for a strong Richter Belmont vibe. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't take you very long to get down to the port side outbound station. And Alex shows up and so Fredder hasn't appeared yet. Do I have the right spot? You check I... your messages and you do. Okay, good. Then we're good. And I'm just bouncing, just waiting. I have a candle sitting there and he's pretty tall. And he has just this massive survivalist hiking backpack on. It's just la- laden with everything that he needs. It's just shaking and you can kind of hear a little bit of jingling on it as he bounces up and down. Is all the class is Candle the sort of packer right now where like he just has like everything that he thought he would need plus one extra of each? Yeah, pretty much. Nice. So like his backpack stuffed to the brim, whereas Alex is just like er ergonomical, just what he needs. Yes. It takes about fifteen minutes, but Swift Runner does show up. She shows up with another tabby that looks kind of similar to her but has a little bit lighter features uh, a little more reddish brown than brown and she runs up and she's kind of out of breath as is the man you assume is her brother and she's like oh okay sorry i'm late i'm like this in life it's this is red sky my brother red sky is like Nice. <laughs> just like, Kendall's just like, hi, nice to meet you. I- I'm Candle in the dark. This is Alex, and kind of waggles his ears. Hello. And... He looks at both of you and just like gives you the sup nod, and he says, hey, again. <laughs> Chill. I love it. Nice. <laughs> it's going to be such a fun trip. I'm so excited to get some training in. Let's do this. Yeah, man. It's going to be totally cool. Mr. Froner's like, yeah. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. I haven't been camping in a while. Uh, Red Sky here goes, like, all the time. 
well, we'll be looking to you to help us climb some rocks, right? Can do, man. Anyway, <laughs> looks like our train is here, huh? Sick. Let's go. Uh, the ride to Tanix is pretty short. It only takes about 45 minutes. And you guys then hop on a regional flight all the way into the... God, where did I put the notes on this? You're going to make a skydive to where we're staying? No, I know. I'm kidding. You guys are... You guys get on a... It's, it's essentially like a hover bus. All the way to the Tartaharix mountain chain. Nice. Is it a foresty mountain? It is. Hell yeah. It's it's foresty in the way that a lot of sort of upper mountains are in that they have trees, but the further you go up, the sparser they get. The ride over to the Tartaharix mountain chain is pretty quick. Um, it drops you guys off at a little town. Um, Larnathera. Candle just and... has his nose pressed to the window looking out. Taking it all in. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I'm just laughing too much. It's not weak, you fucking stoner. <laughs> <laughs> I love that meme. It never comes up. It's so niche. Anyway, you guys uh, take the bus all the way, the hover bus all the way to Larnathera. And in Larnathera, you can see there's a trail, like, running right through the center of town that you can tell is just a walking path leading up into the mountains. It sounds like it's time to hike. Yep. You guys start your way down the trail, making your way through town, uh, stopping to get any last-minute supplies if you need them. Uh <laughs> Candle is not a window licker. Stop. Are you sure about that? Yes, I've broken the DM. Can I roll an inside check? There. <laughs> it's not that he's licking the window. He's just pressing his face up against it. <laughs> I gotta keep myself entertained somehow. You guys start making your way up the trail, and as you're going up, Red Sky kind of nudges you, Candle, and he's like, so, uh, Swiftrunner said that you wanted some sort of, like, survivalist training, right? Yeah, absolutely. We've had, there have been some weird situations, and I feel like getting some additional training would be helpful in future missions. Yeah, that's cool. I respect that. Uh, so what were you thinking of, like, getting help with? Um, well, let's see. Alex is here, so I'll probably talk to him about his first aid training a bit and go through that. Uh, and, like, just learning how to, like, survive on your own out in the middle of nowhere where you don't have people to rely on so that I know that I can survive so that I can help other people. 
Okay, cool. Then I think what we'll do is like set up a base camp and then, you know, instead of moving down the trail every day, we can kind of like practice our skills at the base camp and not having to worry about like hiking any further, you know? Sure. Cool. And we You're can practice expert. like like fire building and like rope tying and like cairn stacking. And we could go off into the woods and see if there's any, like, stuff that we can eat and add to our food. That sounds perfect. I don't know if we'll necessarily find enough to, like, make a whole meal out of. We can definitely find some spices and stuff. Well, if we run out, I'm, I probably brought some things. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you packed a whole lot there, huh? Yeah, it's great. And uh, uh, Candle's not really straining against it. Born and he goes and eventually drops it off wherever the camp is. It just hits the ground and just... <laughs> and it's way too heavy. <laughs> it like shakes the whole planet. Not that kind of heavy, but yeah. <laughs> no, but you've definitely got it like stuffed to the brim. Uh, you guys start setting up camp. It's pretty lax. Obviously. Um, right away, though, Red Sky gets his tent set up in, like, two minutes. Uh, Swift Runner's in, like, three minutes. And Alex is right there along with them. Nice. Candle, roll a survival check. <laughs> Fair. Uh, I rolled an even ten. Um, even ten. You you pull out your tent and you haven't really used it much before. You use tents sometimes when you were kids, you know, just to like get out for a weekend with your family on the edge of the desert and stuff. But that was more of like bivouacking and like just shelters in general rather than like a tent. It takes you like 10 minutes to set it up, but you get there. Yeah. I, I'm looking at the directions that came with the tent as I put it up. <laughs> yeah. Turn around all proud. Everybody else is just off doing their own things all done. I'm like, okay. As soon as you're done, uh, Red Sky actually waves you over and he's like, we're going to go collect firewood. And you're going to be the fire master. So... Basically, my idea for fire building is, well, first you're going to get firewood too, but then Firemaster, if we need more firewood because we keep the fire going longer, the Firemaster stays and tends the fire and makes sure that it gets going and gets ripping, and everyone else goes out to collect stuff later. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Sure. Yeah. So you're Firemaster for tonight. Uh, let's go out and collect some firewood. Uh you guys are pretty swift about collecting firewood and you start with the small stuff and end up with the big stuff. Go ahead and roll another survival check. The, the both of us or just Candle? If you would like to assist him, you may. I need the assistance. I Will got you a assist me? Yeah, I'll assist, you. I'll assist okay. Candle. Yep. So you can either roll separately or... Roll an advantage candle. My two turned into a 19. <laughs> okay. 
and 19. Um, you're struggling at first. Uh, Red Sky just kind of like sits there and watches you for a while. And then Alex starts to do that dad friend thing of like, okay, let me help. And with Alex's help, he teaches you how to make like an appropriately structured fire and how to start it pretty quickly. <laughs> and after a while it gets ripping, you guys start making your... Ah, my computer. You guys start making dinner on it. Um, everything is going pretty smoothly. Towards the end of the night, Red Sky starts teaching you how to uh, tie various knots and what their uses are. So I'm going to say make an intelligence check. Oh, okay. I'll try. <laughs> it didn't even roll. That was a six. It just slid. It slid? Yeah, it hit the bowl and just slid on seven all the way down. Weird. But yeah, I got a um, six. It takes you quite a while to mimic a lot of the knots that he does, even when he goes really slow and shows you step by step. It's not really your forte. Unfortunate. <laughs> Unfortunate, yes. Unfortunate, I'm not, yep. I'm not very smart, but I'll get there. I like grappling Slowly hooks. But surely. It's okay, but you'll... <laughs> More than tying knots, because they're already connected. Um, at, at that point, Red Sky and Alex actually team up to help you go out into the woods, because it's still, it's still fairly light out. It's, like, springtime, almost summer. And as you guys go out, you are searching for various foods. So go ahead and make a survival check with advantage. With advantage? Yep. The both of us or just candle? Uh just candle. But Alex, I'm gonna have you roll a wisdom check. Actually just okay. a nature check. Okay. You said survival? Yep. Fourteen. Fourteen. Eight. An eight? Yeah. Alex, it's been a while since you've been on Tanix. You did your mentorship here quite a while ago. Uh, you haven't been out into these woods in a long time. As you get going, though, it, it takes you a little while, but your your knowledge of the area does start coming back to you. Um, with the 14, though, Candle, you guys do manage to find some things. You manage to find just some nice little mushrooms that are edible. It's pretty early in the season, so they're not perfect but you can take them and you guys take some other flowers and various accoutrements for spices that you can add to your breakfast in the morning none of these are poisonous right and Kendall just holds out a handful yeah of stuff. yeah yeah I think so <laughs> red sky like pulls like goes through and is like not this one that one's okay that one's okay that one's not good. That one's not good. And just kind of does that to your whole little batch. After Bam. a while, you, you, do, you do get a little bit. You're, you're doing pretty good. 
Um, is there anything you would like to do in particular? Um, we were just like, when we were talking about this months ago, it was like, uh, uh, playing bullshit to work on insight, uh, like just around the campfire, just for fun, like a little deck of playing cards to pass the time, uh, that Alex is here talking with him about like first aid and like how to get to somebody who's unconscious and stabilize them so can pull them out. And like working on medicine style things, uh, the survival, working on what we're doing now. Um, I'm already trained in perception, so not going to worry about that. But just all the wisdom skills. Okay. Um, back at HQ. Um, I'm sorry. <gasps> um, I forgot one. What's up? I forgot the animal handling for wisdom skills. So I'll think on that. And let you know. Yeah, go for it. Um, you guys start playing the various games throughout the night, helping each other, um, kind of improving each other's skills, giving little criticisms where it's necessary, and praise all the time. And back at HQ, would anyone like to do anything specific over this weekend? I guess I'll go report in with the director if I can. To finally get paid. Yes. Yes, please. Okay. You make your way down to the uh, to the Space Coordination Center and the director is there in her office. She waves you in when you come up. She says, I haven't seen you for a while. How are you doing? Uh, I got kind of sidetracked and forgot that I was supposed to pour, pour in. That is fair. When Vihan first showed up, he did the same thing, so it's not very surprising. He, he did visit me. She looks at you shocked and she's like, Hmm. He snuck <laughs> out of the hospital, did he? I think he's born. So I've been now trying to visit. <laughs> Don't worry, you're not in trouble. That is very like him to do, and it does not surprise me at all. She gives a little eye roll. And I'm, I'm going to write home and see if they might have anything for him to remember stuff. I think that would be very good. Very good. We did get some basic pictures of his family members, but they were just uh, government identification photos. Nothing, you know, familiarly important. Right. He says he doesn't remember it. We're, we're gonna try, maybe? At least I'll try. She gives you a wan smile and a nod. I appreciate your effort. Anyway, you came here to get paid. She pulls up a screen and slides it to you, and immediately your bank account jumps up. Yeah. Now I can go buy things. I think it's five thousand, but it's in my notebook, um, which is somewhere in my car. 
that's okay. Once you figure it out, I'll just let me know. Of course. Because I just won't put it into my notes until then. I'll just write, got paid. Got paid. Woohoo, got paid. And that that's all I have to do before we go laser tag. Okay. Take care of my plants and write to my best friend. Um, Barthmere, Haven, Soul, anything specific you guys want to do? What are the um, What are the options for pleasure cruises out of this port? Oh my god! <laughs> yes. Take us with. Take us with. Exactly. I haven't quite been feeling myself. I think I need to just get away for a minute. Of course, I know I should probably be under some kind of supervision, but, you know, <laughs> I'm thinking maybe just kind of sail among the stars for a second. So you're just going on, like, a starship voyage cruise? Aye, and I'm pretty sure nothing unfortunate would happen on there whatsoever. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, are, you, are you thinking of just going away for the weekend, or are you thinking of going away for a while? Just for the weekend. Cool. Um, it is pretty easy to find a whole bunch of various cruise lines that just do, like, quick tours of the stars. And you can find one that's, like, a three-day trip. Uh, so you can do Saturday, Sunday, into Monday. A three-day um, trip. Hmm. <laughs> um... The ships don't leave directly from HQ, but they do leave from Earth, which is not too far away, and a variety of other planets a little bit further away. Hang on, then. Um, so what you're saying is I could go to Earth, I could hop on a cruise ship from there. I, um, quick question. Would any of these cruise ships happen to leave from... Uh, I believe I heard of an old spaceport called Cape Canaveral. Yes. I okay. Uh, here's my plan. Uh, I would like to go on a cruise, specifically from Cape Canaveral. But first, being that it is in Cape Canaveral, I kind of want to look at the ocean for a day. Sure. If you left now, you could do, like, a instead of, it's it's currently Saturday, so instead of, like, a Saturday, Sunday, Monday thing, you could do a, a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday trip. Aye, that would do it, I think. Okay. It's pretty easy to get a ticket down to Earth on local transit, and then to Cape Canaveral, just as easy. I I believe I'll do that. How much will that send me back? Let's put it about six hundred gold total. All right, let me check my account. Damn. I yeah okay I can handle that. Okay. And this is an all-inclusive trip. 
Aye, just so long as there is sea, surf, and stars. Perfect. Wow, that is so Barthmere. By um, by all inclusive, you mean the drinks packages included, correct? Yep. Uh, pretty ah, pretty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now there's Barthmere. The company changes its policy after Barthmere leaves. <laughs> <laughs> it got exploited. <laughs> It becomes an incident that is told amongst the employees. <laughs> Man, this one crazy-ass bar dude. This fucking dude. Oh my God. He drank the bar on every ship. <laughs> um, just just for just for you know clarity's sake, Arthamir is going in as just decked out, full-on pirate as he can. Amazing. Are we talking like full on Captain Jack Sparrow? I mean, I am reading my wardrobe and I am putting on the jacket and anything I've got in my civilian clothes. It looks I'm I'm putting on all the pirate clothes at the same time. Pirate Steve, I have yes. a great many over the years. Granted, I, you, you did lose a lot of stuff a while back, but I imagine you've been pretty consistent on getting similar things over time. I mean, enough for maybe two outfits, but I'm wearing them all to save on luggage space. Hell yeah. You collect up all your outfits and stuff your... or You put on a real nice pirate's outfit and stuff the other one into your backpack. Are you going to bring any more clothes than those two outfits? No. Didn't think so. And you make your way down to the spaceport, and it's a pretty quick trip down to Earth. Doesn't take long at all. You hop on a ship down to Cape Canaveral, and it is nice and sunny that day. It's a little cool for because it's springtime, but it's still, you know, 60s, 70s. Perfect. I will immediately... As soon as I land at Cape Canaveral, I'm immediately running outside. I'm finding the nearest beach. I'm not even going to get any transport. I'm going to run to the nearest beach. And I am going to take a big handful of seawater, and I'm just going to slash it in my face and attempt to drink it. You're going to attempt to drink seawater. Aye. Make a con save. Does he have advantage because he's a dwarf? That's poison. <laughs> okay. Sorry, seven on the con save. Seven on the con save. Barthamir. The bus lands not too far away from a beach, and you, immediately you eye it, dash off the bus with your backpack flailing all over your back. You run up to the water, your feet crashing against the sand, sending up flying in every direction, spraying passerbys and dogs and who knows what. I think that's a crab? You're not sure, and you don't care. You start running to the water's edge. You scoop some of it up, splash it in your face, try and drink it down. It is all sand. <laughs> Ooh. 
Almost all sand. There's a little bit of water which goes up your nose, but for the a good portion of it is sand. <coughs> I immediately grab the closest bottle of booze of my thing and I just chug it. You feel better. Cleansed. Hey. Daddy's home. You walk a little bit further out into the surf. Do you care about taking off your boots and pants, or do you just walk? Oh, hell no. I didn't think so. You walk right out into the surf, and people are, like, kind of eyeing you, being like, he doesn't even take his shoes off? What the hell? I mean, respect, but what the hell? You walk out into the surf, and now you actually do take a clean handful of seawater. It burns when you drink it down. Not in the way that alcohol burns. It's the kind that when you breathe in through your nose again, it feels tingly and strange. You kind of like it. You don't think you could do it for very long, but you kind of like it. Uh, yeah, it takes some getting used to. It'll grow on me. And I'm just going to spend pretty much all day at the beach and not take off any clothes, just wear the same completely seawater-ridden clothes and everything, lying out there just kind of like staring at it, looking at all the weird sea creatures that crawl up on the beach and everything, and just enjoy a day in the sun and surf before I go off on my little weekend trip among the stars. Throughout the day, you see seaweed wash up, and you stick your hands in it, and it's mushy and weird, but kind of cool. And you see crabs, and a horseshoe crab washes up at some point. And you're walking around in the surf, and you see the fish swimming past you. It's exactly everything you ever wanted it to be. You see exactly why pirates used to sing about this. I'm going to throw my head back. I'm going to sing that age-old pirate shanty. Near, far, wherever you are. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm imagining you doing like a little mermaid hair throw. <laughs> In the beard. You've got like a starfish in your beard and like barnacles rubbing against your hands. It's great, man. It's great. I I have never been so happy. Never. Like I said, you see exactly why pirates used to write so many songs about how the ocean was their mistress and their first love. And as the day comes to an end and you think about, eh, well, Maybe I should find somewhere to sleep. As you're sitting on the beach watching um, the sun setting in the opposite direction, but it's casting this pink hue all the way across the skyline. And as you're sitting on the beach in your wet clothes, sand getting stuck all over you, you think, what if I just slept here on the beach? I... And you do. You get woken up in the middle of the night by a cop who's like, um, I don't think you should be sleeping here. 
but you you enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, cops love you know seaweed, Britain, drunk smelling people laying on the beach. Sure do. Okay, suppose I better find a shelter or something. I should actually. I uh, actually can I flash the can I flash my credentials at the cop and be like, contract ranger, it's all good. I'm on a mission. <laughs> he, go ahead and make a deception check. That would be a 20. Oh, yes. He looks at your credentials at your at your badge with your face on it and looks at you, looks at your badge, slowly hands it back to you and eyes you warily. And he says, Okay. But don't... Ugh. Go about your business. I take another swig of rum and just kind of maintain eye contact to establish dominance. He <laughs> he squints at you out of like a side eye, and he's very clearly thinking: Should he be drinking on the job? Should I report <laughs> Deep cover. this to someone? Deep cover. You're blowing it. Don't blow it for me. He eyes you warily and then starts to walk away. <laughs> Very confused and uncomfortable. And I go back to sleep, happy as a clam, which I just found out what they are. <laughs> you wake up in the morning and the tide has come in and it's like washing over your feet and your legs and you're like, yeah, this is it. I, ah, this is it. I better make my cruise, so I'm going to make my way to wherever this cruise ship is. And with that, we're going to flash back to Candle and Alex. Day two of your journey. Boy, so I think happy. I figured it out. I think I figured it out. Yeah. Um. So do you think we could, uh, uh, I'm pretty good at being sneaky and stealthy and quiet. Do you think we could try and find some, like, animals out here to go and study? Red Sky thinks for a moment and is just like, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. What if we, like, tracked some animals? Yeah, that'd be, that, that sounds perfect. Yes. Okay. Yeah, let's see what we can find. You guys start rooting your way around the campsite and red sky is making you lead this to try and discover some animal tracks so go ahead and roll a survival check okay nice i'm getting better i rolled a 15 a 15 you do manage to find some tracks they are it's like a three-toed hoof track and you guys start following it for quite a ways and after a while, you, you come upon an opening, and there is a long-legged creature that has hooves, 
It has two sets of antlers and long drooping ears. It has a tail that flows behind it, and it is black. And then towards its legs, it is like a gentle gray. And you guys watch it for a little while. Go ahead and make a stealth check. Okay. Oh, boy. Natural 20. So Hey, natural 20. So Alex, are you with yep. them? Yes, I am. Go ahead and make a stealth check. Do you have your armor on? No. Okay. Then natural it is 20. not perfect. <laughs> Silent high five. Oh, we hiding. Just, we just touch fingertips together. <laughs> you guys sit for quite a while and watch this animal as it grazes on various leaves of shrubs and different herbaceous plants. After a while, it hears a crackling in the woods somewhere across from you, and you watch as a different animal stalks out of the bushes. It is sort of cat-like. It has very short ears and a very kind of aggressive face. You see that its teeth are barred, and you see its hind end wiggling. And it is this, like, dark, shimmery, navy blue all over. And then you watch as it pounces at this hooved animal, and you realize how large this cat-like creature is. The cat pounces for this hoofed creature and the hoofed creature moves quickly out of the way and is like running in your guys's direction trying to get away from this cat creature which has started to chase after it oh shit i'm staying right where i am not moving same okay the hoofed creature continues running direct, like, leaps right over you guys. And as the cat creature comes up, it runs directly into you. <laughs> it stumbles as it, like, tries to cross over a fallen log, and it tumbles right in front of you. Has it noticed us? <laughs> nope. Oh, good. That'll start really fast. Staring at it, his pupils have widened all the way up, and he's just like, I could do that. After a moment, the cat creature kind of like makes a little huffy noise and turns away, heading back from whence it came. The hoofed creature is still running. And is quite a ways off now, tearing off through the trees and up towards the edge of the tree line. As but the, you, uh, you never got seen. As the cat continues to walk away, Candle mm -hmm. leans over to Red Sky and is just like, "Should in a whisper, should we follow it? It's very pretty." I don't think so. I mean. I wouldn't advise it, at least. That's fair. And Candle's just keeping his eyes on it as long as he can. Kind of, uh, as it gets a little too far, 
away, maybe a little lower in the grass, kind of hops up on a branch to just get better view, but nothing enough to like give away the position. In the distance, towards your campsite, you hear a shriek. Oh, is that the deer thing heading back towards the campsite? Oops. And then you hear uh, a feminine voice calling all three of your names. Well, I think we need to head back now. Yes, I agree. Let's go. You guys make your way back, and you you get there pretty quickly. You weren't too far away from your campsite, and everything is trampled. Your stuff is trashed. Um, two of the tents are ripped open. You guys had kind of collected your food into various like different bags. Some of them are torn open. Some of them are not. Um, your your campsite don't look too hot. And as you guys return to it and try and take in your surroundings, Red Sky looks at you, Candle, and says, I think you're getting that survival aspect you asked for, huh? And with that, we're going to go ahead and say goodnight. <laughs>